So this is it, the very first ever episode of Hampton Boss Moms, the video series. Why are we doing this? Well, because I really feel that there are so many awesome moms out here in the Hamptons and we never really get to talk about what we do for a living so that we can actually network and really build our community where we live and don't always look to Manhattan or to where we came from, but actually really start doing something awesome out here. I moved here seven years ago from Germany, Berlin. So that was quite the culture shock, I would say. Uh, my background is in video and TV. I have two kids. I live in Sag Harbor. And now let's get started with our very first guest. And she is the best example for why I'm doing this because hello, Emily Anki. Emily, we've seen each other, but I never knew what you're doing. So I'm going to leave the floor to you. And would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are? This is Emily. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad you're doing this. I think a lot of us feel we're in the same boat and there are so many wonderful women who have started businesses or really made an amazing impacts in all sorts of ways. So this is a really cool for together. I started in 2020 a company called Apolos, which is a non-alcoholic spirit. My co-founder, David Fudge, and I, we'd worked together in a prior life at a company called Bonobos and really had kind of seen this evolution in the way we treat wellness and the way we think of wellness as a multifaceted part of every element of our lives. I think for me personally, I still drink wine. I think what I really wanted to do was pure it back. So I'm only drinking at the time. So it's really an occasion I wanted. I noticed myself drinking a lot, either just out of the habit of it and really seeing it as a ritual to mark the end of my day, or a lot of times drinking at work events or dinners with friends because I felt, felt like I was supposed to. And I think that's the narrative we really wanted to propel is that you know, how do we normalize not drinking? And for us, that meant giving people alternatives that were both functional uh, and really replicate the sensory experience of having a cocktail. Apolos was born in the middle of COVID, which is a whole story in itself. But I really wanted to provide people with something that was sophisticated, something that you're proud to have on your bar at home, something you're not embarrassed to order at a restaurant. And give people something, again, that gives them both the ritual they enjoy from alcohol, but also that feeling of relaxation. We have 20 milligrams of broad spectrum in each serving. You kind of get this, like, I think my dad described it best. He was like, I feel kind of floaty. And then it's kind of what it does. You feel like you've had a glass of wine, but on the upside, it actually helps you sleep better. There are no calories. And you wake up feeling a lot more ready to tackle I have to go back to the pandemic thing because I think most of us would have created something with even more spirit in it during the pandemic, but you went the other way. Why is that? I think the pandemic for a lot of us was a time when we were feeling a bit isolated and more than ever needed something to mark the passage of time. <laughs> One of my friends had mentioned time felt like a flat circle and it was true. It was just the same routine every single day and everyone really leaned heavily on alcohol to some extent because of the stress we're all under, but also really needed something that, again, marks the end of the day. We got through, we got through that homeschooling, we got through the news cycle, and whatever that was, found themselves kind of leaning on alcohol, but it had stripped out all of the social element. And so I think for me, and a lot of people, we started really question, you know, why is this the thing I'm going to? I don't feel well when I wake up. Alcohol treat, I, I think alcohol affects my body a lot differently than it did even five, 10 years ago. And so 
uh, became a really poignant time for people to pull back and really think about the reason we drink. And I think so much of that was just because it's what we're used to. And it's so ingrained in the way we socialize as adults. So it's a, it was an interesting opportunity to, to really get people to question that and realize, like, that's kind of weird. And it's kind of weird that if I don't drink, people are going to think I'm pregnant or that I have, you know, an issue with alcohol when really maybe I just don't feel like it. And so it became a really neat opportunity to kind of say, what's another way that we can do? What's something else we can have that's socially acceptable, that provides the ritual we like, that provides the feeling we like, but kind of strips out a lot of the bad effects. And you said you're not embarrassed to order it. And it's actually also nothing embarrassing if you have it at your home because it looks like a fashion brand is embracing a spirit kind of and i think that's the idea that yeah. looks better right? so how did you come up with this design yeah i'm so glad you said that that is the words we hope people will say but we wanted to create something i mean how sad is like the mocktail category and no one wants to order a non-alc drink when what you're ordering is like a soda and lime or a Shirley Temple, it's just kind of a sad category. And so we wanted to make something that had the sophistication level you find in a premium spirit, something that makes people dream, something that's really aesthetically driven and something that encourage, really encourages everyone to like take a moment, exhale, unplug, and just have a moment of connection in the day. If that connection's with yourself or your partner or friends, we wanted something that you know, really speaks to that slightly slower lifestyle. So aplos is a Greek word. It means simple. And that's really kind of been our design aesthetic and the ethos behind the brand, which is a lot about natural magic and taking the time to notice the minutia in our everyday lives that ultimately kind of add the most substance to our lives as a whole. And that is actually also something that you see when you go to the website. There's two different ways to do this. One's con, one's quite the opposite. Exactly, exactly. So when we launched, we started with Apple's Calm. And we think about, we think about non-out beverages. We will always make something that's functional. So something that gives you a physiological effect. Apple's Calm is the hemp product. So it's infused with 20 milligrams of broad-spectrum hemp. I think of it as like the, you know, Aplos arises when you want to go out and Aplos Calm is when you want to chill out. And so Aplos Calm to me has been like my weekday ritual, right? Like I finish work, hanging out with the kids. Instead of having a glass of rosé or wine, I have an Aplos instead. And you still get that kind of like exhale, relaxed feeling. And then Aplos Arise, we launched last December. So it's quite new and it's doing very well. We're really thrilled with the flavor profile and the functionality behind it is actually seven different adaptogens that are meant to provide a feeling of social lubrication. So when you walk into a room of people you don't know, a lot of times we like beeline to the bar to get a drink and even holding the drink puts us at ease. The idea behind Arise is working with elements that are naturally found in nature. So things like um, moringa tree extracts and theanine, guarana, vitamin B, all the things that kind of help you to feel less inhibited, but also energized. Let's backtrack a little and because we cannot not talk about the whole mom part. So quickly tell me again, how many kids you have? How old are they? And where in the Hamptons are you looking? Yeah, absolutely. So I have two kids. We live in East Hampton. We moved out probably like a lot of people who will join this group. We moved out during the pandemic and just loved it and felt like we'd stumbled backwards into to a really great 
you know, a really great setup community for our family. My son is in fourth grade and my daughter is in pre-K. And we felt, I think, overall with the transition out here, I think that sense of community and, and friendships and kind of something that has been the most rewarding part of, of living out here. And I think um, we're really lucky to have a community of such accomplished, interesting, interesting people. So that's been that's been a really cool experience for us. When you go back to when you moved here, because we've been talking a lot about this, how you come here, you had a career in the city or in Berlin, in my case, and then you come mm -hmm. out here and suddenly you have, like, you have kids and now you got to reinvent yourself. And of course, you always feel like, well, in the city, I could go 10,000 places and I could meet a million yeah. people. And here it's hotter. So how was your start? Like, what is something that you remember was very uh, intense or, or special to you? Yeah, I think the transition for me was when we were forced to slow down over COVID, it got us, it got me at least out of that momentum of life that was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And like feeling like you're always kind of, I don't know, preparing for the next thing or where to go. And, and it just, it put, put us into a slower path. Um, and I think ironically, a lot of the brand kind of stemmed from that idea of, I was like, this is, this is wonderful. I feel, I just, I felt better in a lot of ways. And that saying no to things felt, you know, less stressful. And then I think being buoyed by uh, a smaller community where you get to see people more frequently and it's under less formal terms has been really special. So I think the sense of reinventing myself out here, I mean, I don't want to speak poorly of the suburbs, but I think my husband and I always had this like fear of like, we can't move to the suburbs. Like it'll be boring. And, um, and so we'll stay in the city. And so I think that was the coolest part to us moving out here was like, it's not the suburbs. It doesn't feel like that at all. So we kind of got the best of both worlds. And that's, that's how we feel about it. So it's been really positive for us. So starting your, your business now, if you look back onto that, like what, what was the moment when you realized I'm onto something? This is something that is going to go beyond like the talks at night and the, the brainstorming, but something that I'll actually put out there. Yeah, I worked in fashion um, prior and I worked in beauty and I loved both of those industries. But I think what we found when we really felt like we were on to something, shortly after we launched, we started getting feedback from customers and it was you know, we, we'd been like, oh, our customer is going to be just like yoga, vegan, you know, urban woman, coastal. And we started hearing from like Donna, who's 55 from Ohio and Nancy and, you know, like and Mike and, and people that like were so far out of the target group that we thought we were going to be speaking to. And I think that's when we realized we were on to something that wasn't just targeted for a wellness mindset, but that actually... Most people wish they drink less than they do. And so we kind of touched on this like sensitivity where we're helping people, you know, shame is too strong a word, but we're helping people feel proud of the decisions that they made both in the moment and the next day. So, you know, everyone has a unique relationship with alcohol, whether it's super healthy or not. And I think that what we really, I realized that we we're on to something bigger just when we started hearing people's personal stories that just ran the gamut from, um, you know, like cancer survivors to one of the first ones we received was 
woman. And I think we, I think Dave and I both like teared up reading her message, but her husband had early onset Alzheimer's and she was like, I've been drinking too much because it's really hard to like manage with him. And this product has helped me be more patient and kind and like just hearing people's really personal stories. Um, and also, you know, the fun lighthearted thing where people are like, I lost four pounds because I'm not drinking, you know, it's like just, it's really fun across the board, but that's been something that's been really motivating to me. And also uh, that was the moment seeing the disparity of like all these beautiful stories, realizing that, you know, everyone kind of has a a different reason for this and they're all really interesting. So starting something like this, it's a ton of work. I mean, that's not, kid ourselves and you have two little children and I think most of us will relate and we just talked about this like I came home and my son is not in preschool but at home because of course they called because he got sick so things happen and trying to manage it all is really difficult and trying to pour yourself into an idea like that is a challenge when you're also a full-blown mom so how did you like what was your your hack to make it work how did you do it yeah, I mean, I'm really glad you asked that. That's that's been the biggest challenge. I mean, really, since I've had kids, and I think um, I'm really lucky. My husband and I, you know, I wouldn't say this has been like a seamless path, but we've really been able to reach a place where my career ambition, um, you know, is treated the same as his. And I think that that's been it's something. True. It's hard for us. It was it was not easy for us to get there, and I really. I'm just like, I'm very grateful to him for that. I think I had put a lot of pressure on myself for what I was supposed to be as a wife and a mom and what what tasks and things in our life I was supposed to own. And so you can't do all of it. You can't do all of that and start a business like this. And I think giving myself permission not to put all that pressure on myself was really the starting point because I made a lot of assumptions about, you know, what my role was supposed to be in that relationship. It's been a really cool path where I think we've we've just reached a really powerful place where I feel like between the two of us, we have reached an equilibrium in ownership and responsibility. And then we also, you know, have been able to figure out the things that we're not going to manage and we're going to outsource and like, that's okay. So it's been a collaboration for sure. I think that's the hardest part for women. And I have so much respect and I feel so close to my female founder friends because they know we're all in that those trenches together and it's hearing each other's solutions and challenges and it just like has been such a booing a booing experience but I just feel so much respect for women doing all these things a lot yeah I mean and that that's a whole topic in itself I think I've been talking about this a lot that the whole parent thing no matter what you do is somehow still happening and again called me this morning and then thankfully and i'm i'm where you are at with my husband thankfully so i was able to call him and be like i can't like i'm in the middle of a meeting can you please go and he went and got him and i don't know a few years ago i don't think that would have happened but we started working together like we both like i joined him in real estate and we had this conversations too i was like okay but now doing this just as much as you so can't just be that the moment it's kid related, I have to take a step back. So we yeah. have to talk about it. So yes, and it actually does come down to talk, talking about it. It's such a healthy conversation to have. And 
I think it's been cool for us to have this conversation, not in the moment too much. It's just like when you're like having a relaxing time and can like talk through them very like yeah. logistically, not, you know, not emotionally, but I feel really, I, I feel really lucky that. And I think that our generation of women growing up in business, you know, think of how quickly things have changed since, I mean, I graduated in college in 2003. Um, and even just the way women are regarded in the workforce, it, it's so cool to see how much it's changed and so quickly. So it, yeah, those are important conversations to have. There really are. We had a meeting with some boss models this morning and it was fantastic because everybody introduced herself. And again, most of us know each other from meeting at the playground, at drop-off, pick-up, whatever. And it was just Everyone was like, oh, my God, can we please exchange numbers? This is fantastic. Yeah. I never knew you do that. And I meet this. And I'm so that alone. And it was also inspiring because, yes, we had some some intense moments where we're talking about letting go of a career to be more with your kids and doing mm -hmm. that step and embracing it while also knowing, OK, there's something else going to come. It's probably not going to be corporate anymore. Um, so but this going through this, finding yourself while having kids finding something you really love is, and that on top of being out here, and you said that grateful, yes, because you you move out here and you feel like, well, everything's in the city. Got it. When I moved here, I was like, literally, I got pregnant five minutes after I moved here. So I was like, well, we got to get an Airbnb in the city because <laughs> apparently, obviously, <laughs> I, I have to have the trial in the city. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how, how are we going to do that? And I even had my kids in Southampton Hospital and it was like, going to a Marriott in the 90s and I was the only one and now I listen to stories from the city and I'm like hmm so yeah quite a few good things about that yeah if you would think of a message for other women trying to to start their business like trying to go ahead with an idea they have what would that message be like what is the first thing you would tell them for me it was taking well I'm an amazing co-founder partner so David and I, I feel incredibly lucky because we work really well together and we complement each other really well. So if there is a prior colleague who, you know, you had that type of like homeostasis, just symbiotic kind of skill sets, I think that's a great way to do it because it's hard and it's, I don't know, most of it's, most of it's managing your emotion, but it all is, it's very personal when you start your own company. And I think the highs feel really high and the lows feel really low and there's great advice I had from a prior boss who was a founder that you know nothing is ever as good as good or as bad as it seems. And I think that that is true. And it's been good to remember that. I think it's really just taking it step by step because it can feel overwhelming when you think of all the balls you could be juggling and should be juggling and all of the kind of mountains of work uh, and obstacles to get through in your past. So I think for me personally, I get I would get overwhelmed by that. So I try to just really take this like, you know, small steps approach to getting to a final goal. And and then when you actually get to look back over the last two years, I feel I feel so proud of what we've built, you know, little by little. And um I think the other key is staying really so good. It's easy. I've worked for a lot of founders. I think it's easy to get this like bright shiny object syndrome and kind of stop there are we gone too much. Yeah, take on too much and not really be able to execute it at the level that it needs to be done. So we've tried to be super focused and just do a few things and do them really, really well. 
So what's next for your company, for you? We're in the final stages of our Series A fundraising. We're doing some product development around uh, new products that we're hoping to launch late Q4, early Q1 of 2024. And in the near term, we're building out our team. We're nine employees now. I think we're going to be doubling our team over the next six months. I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, a lot of recruiting and trying to find some great people right now. So walk me through a day. Like how, how does one of your work days look like? Yeah, I do kid drop off three days a week. So, and then my husband does two. Um, and so I, they're at Ross. So I, I go over to Ross. I usually stop inside Harvard for a coffee. I come back. Um, I have an executive coach who has instilled in me the importance of a meditation and not looking at my phone until I sit down at my desk to work. And that's been such a healthy boundary to set up. So um, I do, I do, I'm supposed to do, well, I probably should do a longer meditation, but I'm like, oh, I it's good. So I do a five minute meditation. more than none. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is, I'm getting the vibe. So it's good. And then I do a gratitude journal and then I start working. So I'm usually working by 9.15 or so. I spend a lot of time on Zoom. David, my co-founder and I, you know, talk a ridiculous amount a lot during the day. So we um, kind of were in a similar screen by screen setup like this. But we do a lot of, you know, I get to work with our creative team. I oversee demand planning. So I work with our head of sales. I work really closely with our content creator. My favorite part is working with creatives. Like I just, I just love the brainstorming and kind of the great ideas that come out of those collaborations. A lot of meetings like that, a lot of creative reviews. Um, I tend to wrap up, well, usually Ren, my daughter will come in when she gets home from school. So I get like the cutest little visitor um, in the middle of the day, which I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. I try not to be very formal about meetings. So my kids make a lot of appearances on, you know, inside of my screen or in the background. Um, and then I'm usually done. I mean, I try to wrap by 6.30 and, and we'll have dinner. I don't cook, so that's um, also a nice thing to have on my plate. But um, we'll do we have dinner and then um, I do, you know, bedtime 7.30-ish with my daughter. And then my son and I, my husband, will usually watch, you know, we've gone into, we watch uh, these different like survival type, like the Jimmy Chin documentary type extreme extreme adventure shows with Karsten and my son. So that's been our first deck lately. Well, that sounds like a, a, a very good day. And the meditation yeah. thing is fantastic. We should definitely talk about that some more at some point because I think more. it's um it's something that's super important and healthy and we should all try to do it. And just as you say, I mean even five minutes, it's just oh. it's a if it becomes a habit, it's going to be, it's like super healthy. When we're in the city, I don't know how you, um, or what, like, I think a lot of people had a commute where you would walk or you were on the subway and it was kind of a transition time. And now working from home, that the, the goal with that meditation window is to give yourself that, that transition phase as well. So you're not jumping from like, you know, work stress and then carrying that into the house with me for and time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a good combo. How do you build your network out here? I think it's been such a fun part moving out here is how welcoming everyone is. And I think there was such a flood of everyone coming out at the same time where everyone was really open. And you always read those articles. It's like 
it's impossible to make friends after 30. And this couldn't have been more, you know, this couldn't have been further from the truth out here. I feel like it's just been a really welcoming environment and, you know, with really smart, accomplished people that are exciting to know and, and that have a lot in common with one another, whether or not they know each other. So I think it's kind of happens really organically, which is the best way to meet people. I feel lucky too. I think there are a lot of other like women founders out here who have, you know, found each other like like the coffee this morning. Like it's just so nice to be able to, to meet up and if it's moms you know through school or through friends of friends, um, I think those those networks have been really organically and and kind of jump immediately to like a nice substantive level, which is which is really. So if you'd have to finish the sentence for me, Hampton's Boss Moms is. For me, Hampton's Boss Moms are women who are doing what they what they choose to do in their life. And if that's, you know, being fully staying home with their kids or starting, you know, running company or being a C-level executive in a huge corporation, whatever path that is, I think. A Hampton's boss mom is someone who is able to have those choices and make it happen for themselves, whatever form that. Yeah. So now, of course, I have to ask if we want to order your products, how do we do this? Oh, yeah. We'll be at Amber Waves this summer. Um, and then we're at SNS Coffee Shop in the Springs, which is the best little shop if you haven't been. It's, I love it so much. And then otherwise, you can order online at aplos.world. I have a code if you want to use it. It's Emily15 if you want to give it a try and get 15% off of your order. We'll ship it. Uh, we just ship directly to your house. Well, thank you very much, Emily. Thank you for jumping in to this with me at first yeah. as the very first guest. And I really think like I already took away a lot from it. Thank you very much. And uh, we will link your website in the show notes. Well, again, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate it a lot. And um, I really hope that we'll be seeing a lot more of each other. I <laughs> so, um, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.